Crossroads fam, glad that you're here with us. We want to welcome you or welcome you back to uh, Kenny Crossroads, our podcast of our midweek service at Crossroads, our student ministry. And before we get into the what the podcast is, I want to encourage you, go and uh, hit that subscribe button so you'll get updates on uh, when when we release new material. We try to do something each week. Uh, every once in a while we'll have a couple a week. But anyway, if you'll hit that subscribe button, that would be wonderful. Uh, if you've got questions or got some a topic you'd like to talk about, send me some information. Go to KennyCrossroads.com and you can find my social media and just hook us up there. I'd love to just hear from you, uh, see what God's doing in your life and maybe touch on some subjects that you'd like to speak on. So, but anyway, this message, we're halfway through our final series of the school year. I uh, had a couple of things, Senior Crossroads, National Day of Prayer came up, so we weren't able to finish the series during the school year, but we're halfway through The Lord is My Shepherd. Uh, the 23rd Psalm has always been uh, one of the most recognized uh, passages of Scripture in the Bible, and we've been looking at what David was saying when he said, The Lord is My Shepherd. To this, uh, this message that you're going to hear is our midweek service about the word is. Two simple letters that really really bring things together. So glad that you're here with us. And as always, welcome to Crossroads. So summer's here and you're all out of school, except some of you, you're going back to school. Oh, me working on that college stuff. But anyway, I'm glad you're here. Uh, And of course, my prayer is, is that you enjoy your summer, but that you would take seriously the opportunity you have to Get away from everything else, but stay focused on what you're supposed to be as a follower of Christ and being involved in what he's got going on. Um, We started a couple of weeks ago, and in in the perfect world, we would have finished up the series tonight, but with our Senior Crossroads and uh, National Day of Prayer, things didn't work out quite the way I had it planned, but God's timing is always better. And so tonight, we're going to be in the middle part of this passage of Scripture. The is in this passage. Does anybody know the definition for the word is? Yeah, it's strange. There are words that we use every day, and a lot of times it's hard to define them. We just use them. Uh, but we'll get into that definition in a minute. It was really interesting, and it didn't help me at all. But anyway, uh, we started a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about the chaplain during World War One, and we talked about the, the way that he showed the Lord is my shepherd. And I heard something the other day that just really struck me as funny. And it was talking about the importance of your fingers and the fact that every finger on your hand has something specific that it's known for, a pinky is known for special promises. Pinky promise, right? Y'all ever do that? I mean, y'all are grown. Y'all don't do stuff like that now. But I mean, I can remember doing that. And then your, your ring finger, it indicates a commitment. And then we're going to skip that middle finger. <laughs> Index finger, <laughs> because it points to something that you want, or it points to the fact you're number one, or it picks your nose. Very important finger. It's an important finger. Thumb, everything's going to be okay. But that middle finger is one of those fingers that we don't really talk about a whole lot. When I was a little children, there was this movie that came out called Smokey and the Bandit. And it came out in 1976, I believe. And I saw it in the theater. My mother took me to the theater. It used to be here in Clanton. And we watched that movie. And it had some bad language in it. And this was in the 70s where you didn't just hear cursing in everything that was done. And so I can remember my mother going, oh, oh, oh. And there's a part of the movie movie and Burt Reynolds is in this Trans Am which is the flyest car in the world and he's got Sally Fields in the car with him and they wheel up sideways she she whistles and she shoots this guy bird I had no idea what that meant I had no idea what it meant and I remember going to school the next week (laughs) 
And I told one of my friends, he said, what'd you do this weekend? And I was, let's see, 76. I was in second grade, I guess. Yeah, second grade. I started in when I was five. I was in second grade. And I remember going, I went to Smokey and the Bandit. And I said, this is what she did. And I held up that finger. And he went, ooh, show it to our teacher. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't a good thing. Was not a good thing. And the funny thing is the reason that is such a negative thing, it goes back to old England. And there were people that were archers. And if the enemy attacked them, they would cut their middle finger off so they couldn't pull their bow. And so if they had not had that finger cut off, they would show them that finger and laugh at them and mock them because you didn't get that finger. That's where that all started. Just give you a little history. I can tell you about profanity. It's funny. It's funny how you, not funny, just don't use it. Anyway, anyway, it's not important. I'm glad I can edit all these videos. Anyway, um, tonight we are going to be looking at that middle finger. Now, I want you to understand this. It just sounds bad to say we're going to look at the middle finger tonight. Uh, when you share this with people, we want to encourage you not to just stick that finger up individually. Point to the fingers. Do it that way instead of showing that middle finger. But I want you to understand the importance of what that middle finger represents. And in this passage that we looked at, that middle finger is the word is. And if we look at the definition of the word is, it is third person singular present to be. Yeah, it didn't mean anything to me either. I don't know. I did okay in English, but that didn't really help me out at all. So I started thinking about the importance of where this, this, this little, little bitty word is in this passage, the fact that it's in the middle. We had a pastor here when I first came to work here. His name was Tony Smitherman, one of my dearest friends, one of my mentors. And to the day I die, I will love that man with all of my heart. And he used to get up in the pulpit, and he was an uneducated man is what he would tell you, but he was one of the best preachers I ever heard. And he would always have countryisms that he would talk about. And he would say, now, y'all know you got clotheslines, but a good clothesline's got a center post. Because that center post, when you start putting clothes on your clothesline, it's going to start dragging down. If you ain't got a center post, your clothes are going to drag the ground. That's why it's so important to have something in the middle of your week where you're spending time with God because it keeps you propped up until you get to the other end. And I... I'll never forget that. That always made so much sense to me because we come to church on Sunday. If we wait until the next Sunday to get that other boost from God, then a lot of times we're starting to drag the ground. And the importance of that center post, we need something propping us up. We need something to hold us together. The middle is just as important as the beginning or the end of something. If you go to a cemetery, I used to cut grass for a living. I know you probably know that, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I used to cut grass for a living. And I was at New Salem, a cemetery in Chilton County in Thorsby, Jemison. I don't know where it is, but it's in that area. And as I was cutting grass there one morning at 4.30 in the morning, because we had to get to Birmingham to cut grass, but you could cut at a cemetery because you're not going to wake anyone up. <laughs> they're dead so I'm cutting around and this I'm cutting and there's no one at 430 in the cemetery but me and a Hispanic guy named Julian he's on the other end of the cemetery and we're working to meet each other and all of a sudden something tapped me on the shoulder at 430 in the morning in a cemetery I screamed I threw the weed eater straight up and grabbed it by the spinning end and turned around and started swinging and there was this old lady standing there and she went, oh, did I scare you? <laughs> no, ma'am, I always do that part. That's when I get to this part of the tombstone, I twirl around and swing at things. <laughs> yes, you scared me. It's 4.30 in the morning, you woman. <sighs> and so after I realized that I wet my pants and possibly soiled my pants, I said, ma'am, is there something I can help you with? She said, this was my husband's tombstone. And then I didn't know if I felt bad or glad or what. I was just kind of like, 
Okay. She said, I was just wondering, when you got finished, would you mind sweeping the, the, the grass off of it? I said, no, ma'am, I'd be glad to do that if you'll make me one promise. She said, what could I do for you? Never come up here at 4.30 in the morning and touch me on the shoulder again. And she said, well, I will not do that. I said, good. In that cemetery, when you go, I don't know that you ever go to cemeteries. It's probably not something you like to hang out in, but cemeteries always fascinate me. And when I was a kid, my grandmother used to take me to, to cemeteries that are just out in the woods in the middle of Chilton County. And it would be people that were buried in the 1600s and people that were buried in the 1700s and people that were buried you know, throughout the Civil War and all this stuff. But one of the most important things that you'll see on a tombstone, you got the name of the person, you have the day that they were born, and then you have the day that they died. But then there's that part in the middle that middle section, that dash. And that dash signifies that life. And that's one of the most important things that we understand is when we look at that tombstone based on what that person's life was, based on which direction they're going to go. Would they go to heaven or would they spend an eternity in hell? That decision that had to be made at some point in that middle section, that middle is so important. As we've tried to focus in on the five, the five hours that we, we meet together corporately here at Weston Baptist Church to worship together, we look at the middle part of that, and that would be our midweek service. Our Wednesday service would be the middle of that. There's something very important about the middle. And as we're reading this passage of Scripture, we've got to come to a better understanding of why David is saying what he says. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. So, of course, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago that it is the. It's not just anything. It is the. The one and only. The creator of all. The almighty. The God that has a capital G at the beginning of his name. Not a God that is prayed to and, and things are thrown to just because someone that is more important than that. Someone that a sacrifice is made to. A sacrifice of ourself to him. The. And it is the Lord. He's not just a God. He is the Lord. He is the creator of all. He is the one that sacrificed everything. He is the one that gives us life and life more abundant. He is the Lord, the one that we surrender to. Again, when we talked about that surrender, a commitment is something that we have control over. But a surrender is something that once we surrender to someone, then we no longer have control over what goes on. We surrender to God. God directs our path. We follow that path. So he is saying the Lord is... And that is, is what we're going to look at tonight. And it's going to be really short tonight, so I want you to focus in real quick on what we're talking about. It is. When you look at the word is, of course, I gave you the definition. I will do that again. Third person, singular, present of be, of be, not to be, of be. Still doesn't make any sense to me. But when I hear the word is, to me, it is a confirmation of a choice that is made. If I were to ask you, what's your favorite food? Renee, what's your favorite food? (laughs) You can only have one favorite. Oh, no pizza. keyboard. Huh? Pizza. Is it your favorite? I love pizza. Is it your favorite? It is. See? It is. <laughs> it is. You watch a game show. I love watching game shows. Amy Ezekiel used to be the game show. Do you still watch game show stuff all the time? Well, I would come home and she was sitting on Barrett, uh, babysitting or nannying. <laughs> she was... <laughs> difficult at times. But I would come home and it would be the game show network and she would be sitting there laughing about some answer to somebody gave. And I love watching game show. We watch Wheel of Fortune because we're that older couple now. Wheel of Fortune. Can I have a cue? (laughs) No. Can I have a piece of peppermint? No, you can't have that. Vanna is up there turning the letters still. She's 150. But I love watching that show. And they'll ask the questions or they'll answer the questions. And the host of the game show will always say, is that your answer? 
Yes, it is. It is. What I said, it is. What I meant, it is. That is a definition of what my point is. That is my choice. It is what I'm choosing. And as we, we look at what this, this passage is saying, it's saying that the Lord is my shepherd. The beautiful thing about that word is it's present. It's not it was. It's not there was a time that I had surrendered, but then I found something better because there's nothing better than God. Once you find that relationship, once you have that relationship, once you experience what God is, then it changes you. And I'll say this boldly. If you've not had any change in your life, I don't know that you've truly experienced who God is. Because I can promise you this. When He changes your life, it changes forever. Doesn't mean it's perfect. But the things your desires, your, the things that you commit to, there's a change that happens in that. I was talking to a couple the other day, and we are talking about commitment. And I said, you know, your commitments change over time. And, and we're sitting there, and it's... it's Four youth pastors, no, two youth pastors and an intern and myself. And so we're sitting there talking, and the intern, he's, he's young, and he's got energy, and he's just bouncing off the wall all these different ideas. And I, I'm going to do this, and we're going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and we're going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and we're going to do this. And he looked at me and said, what do you think? I said, oh, I remember when I was young. He said, so what do you do with your youth now? I said, nothing. I don't do anything. They just make crossroads work, and I show up. We do beach retreats. We get together every Wednesday night. We have pizza parties. We do fun stuff. But I mean, they are the heart of what Crossroads is. He says, Kenny, now I've known you for a long time. I've known him for two years. I've known you for a long time. I know that Crossroads is Kenny. I said, no, Crossroads is God through these students. He said, is it? I said, it is. I said, when you get older, things change. And I said, you've got so much energy right now. Go crazy with it, but it will change. Your commitments will change. I said, when I first started at West End, I was single. I said, I'd have guys over at my apartment all the time, and we would laugh at the crazy lady upstairs. And we would eat uh, McDonald's because that was about all there was. And it was horrible. And every once in a while, Miss Earlene, she would make Rotel and send it over with Hunter. And Hunter would walk in with an arm around a crock pot, dipping it out. Hey, mama sent some Rotel. <laughs> you, you can have it, bruh. I, mm, I just had uh, air. I'm good. I don't need anything. But it didn't matter, day or night. Then this lady named Jessica came into my life. And my commitments changed. Hey, Kenny, can we come over? Yeah, Jessica's here. Never mind. Then this youngin called Bert came into our life. Commitments changed again. As things happen in your life, your commitments change. But if you have that relationship with God, there's a commitment change that takes place. And it's a commitment to who He is. And that commitment comes through a surrender that you've made to Jesus. A surrender of your life to Him. He is the driving force behind everything that you do. He is the reason that we exist. He is the most important thing. If I were to ask you, if you were to go into your room and, you, and I tell you, go into your bedroom and pull out the most important thing, whatever it is, you would come and present it. I'd say, is this the most important thing to you? And you would say, it is. And it, it was no, a no-brainer what it was because it's so important to you. The question is, is, if God were sitting in your room, would you walk out holding his hand? Is he that important to you? 
And it's not a he was at one point. It's not a one day he will be. Is he? This is, this is a question for right now. 1.2 million teenagers die every year. Every year. So the thought of I'll put it off until I get older and I'll make a true commitment to God when I get older, you're not guaranteed to get older. Uh, I've been doing youth work for a couple of years now. And there was a two-year stretch that I spent more time at schools than I spent at this church because there were so many teenagers that had lost their lives. And I was spending time every week, it seemed like, in a school. And I remember just thinking, you know, I remember when I was a teenager thinking, when I get older, and then I look into this casket of someone that's not going to have that opportunity. There are some things that you can put off. But there are some things that you cannot put off. And your decision to make the Lord your shepherd is not something that you put off. It's a decision that you need to make right now. And so the question comes back to, is the Lord your shepherd? Could you say that the Lord is your shepherd? Or is the Lord your shepherd unless something else comes along? A defining statement of what's important. Joshua 24, 15 says, choose you this day who the Lord, who, who you will serve. Choose this day who you will serve. Would you serve God? Would you serve the Holy Spirit? Would you serve Jesus Christ? There are reasons for us to choose that. If you were to walk to a machine and you were to purchase a soda and you push one button and three sodas came out, you would think jackpot. When you choose God, you've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So you hit the, the spiritual jackpot when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. But the question always comes to mind is why would I serve God? Why would I serve God? Here are a couple of things that the Bible says about God. Now, when I say God, I'm speaking of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is the Almighty One. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the Advocate. He is the Author and the Perfecter of our faith. He is all authority. He is the Bread of Life. He is the Beloved Son of God. He is the Bridegroom. He is the Chief Cornerstone. He is the Deliverer. He is faithful and true. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the Great High Priest. He is the head of the church. He is the holy servant. He is the great I am. He is Emmanuel. He is indescribable gift. He is the judge. He is the king of kings. He is the lamb of God. He is the light of wor the world. He is the lion, lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the Lord of all. He is the mediator. He is the Messiah. He is the mighty one. He is the one who sets free. He is the prophet. He is the, pro uh, the peace. He is the redeemer. He is the risen Lord. He is the rock. He is the sacrifice of our sins. He is the savior. He is the son of man. He is the son of the most high. He is the supreme creator over all. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the door. He is the way. He is the word. He is the true vine. He is the truth. He is the victorious one. He is a wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. That's 50 things that describe in God's word of what Jesus Christ Christ and God is. The question is, why would anything else be your Lord? In the speed of going through that, there had to be one thing that jumped out of you. The great I am. When you think of the greatest of anything, God is the answer. When you think of who created everything, God is the answer. When you think of what's going to carry you through these hard times, God is the answer. When you think of something that would bring you peace, God is the answer. When you think of someone that's going to carry you when you can't go on, God is the answer. When you think of the one that would sacrifice all for you, God is the answer. Is he your shepherd? And David boldly proclaims to people that worship multitude of gods, the Lord is my shepherd. We look at David and you think, was he truly 
following God? I mean, he did this thing with Bathsheba. He did this thing and got Bathsheba's husband killed. He, he, he did some great stuff, but he also had that hanging over him. But later on, we find that he has a commitment change in his life, and he has this full surrender to who God is. And we find that he is considered to be a man after God's own heart. The Lord truly is his shepherd. But could you say that tonight, that the Lord is your shepherd? It's a decision you don't need to put off. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us through our social media. Go to KennyCrossroads.com and you can find all our places where you can get in contact with us. Or feel free to drop by sometime. Meet us at West End Baptist Church, Clanton, Alabama, or drop by on a Wednesday night at Crossroads, which is on the campus of West End Baptist Church. Love to hear from you. Love to just see what you're getting from this. And as always, thank you for being a part of Crossroads.